On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. Hey, what is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. So the Colts obviously lost three players now due to opting out uh, of this season. Uh, the most notable being cornerback Marvell Tell. Now, Tell necessarily wasn't slated as a starter here in uh, 2020, but he was probably going to be a, a key contributor, um, you know, on certain packages and also on special teams. The Colts feel like he has a lot of potential. Obviously, we won't be able to see that until 2021. Uh, but I guess the point of this podcast, uh, first off, we kind of want to look at what this means for some of the other guys uh, making this roster potentially, and also if the Colts should consider signing an outside free agent corner, and if so, who are some of those names? So I guess before we go to the corners that they could potentially sign, um, what, I'm curious for you, your thoughts on the impact it has overall on this Colts defensive back group, and also what it means for some of these guys who were slated behind Tell, their chance to make this Final 53. Yeah, uh, I talked about that a little bit the other day, and um, there's a, it, it, this does a lot because, you know, Marvell Tell was a guy that, you know, played special teams, a guy that could be a key role piece in that cornerback group. So when you're talking about guys stepping up, you know, that definitely leaves a lot of room. Uh, we were talking about what would be the option for Isaiah Rogers to be put into this mix now. Well, I think that option rises even higher now because now he's got one less person to compete with on that. You know, it's kind of one of those things that I, I really don't know at this point who's going to take that. I would imagine TJ Carey would end up being now the third corner in this group. Uh, that's That would just ultimately be my ideal spot for him on the corners group. Uh, who takes Marvell Tell's spot on special teams? I'm not 100% sure, but... Again, you know, it's just one of those things that it's unfortunate that we lost him because he was uh, full of potential. But like you said, it has it has its opportunities for people to step up and do what they got to do. Absolutely. And you mentioned it. I think TJ carries now probably uh, your number four corner. Um, he was probably honestly, I thought he was and it makes this TJ carry signing even look better now. I thought with all the depth here at corner, there could be a chance that TJ carry doesn't make this final 53. But now he's going to be, I think, a valuable piece on special teams, a uh, key reserve type of guy. So you got to think you got Rocky Sin, Kenny Moore, Xavier Rhodes is your top three. Maybe not in that order. Who, who knows? We'll see how that shakes out. Uh, now you throw in TJ Carey at four, maybe Isaiah Rogers at five. So you got five corners right there. Um, I know the Colts sometimes like to have six corners. I think they had six corners last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, five or six normally is, is typical to keep on a roster. Um, but yeah, I think it does impact, you know, TJ Carey, Isaiah Rogers. I think they both now make this roster. Obviously Isaiah Rogers will offer more, um, in the special teams department, TJ Carey will probably just be the main reserve backup to these three corners. 
Um, but Derek, I wanted to kind of look at potentially uh, some other names that the Colts could look at bringing in. And, you know, honestly, I had to do a little bit of research. I know, shout out to our guy, uh, Kevin Hickey over there at Colts Wire. He kind of came up with a few names because I was like, honestly, I don't know very many of these corners like that are still in the market at this point, you know, a couple weeks before the season. And so I'm going to kind of be pulling from that. If you, if, if you guys don't know, he, he does the Colts wire. So be sure to check that out. He looks at nine different free agent corners. I'm not going to talk about all of them, but be sure to check that out for yourself. Um, but I, you know, I'm not really going to take his information much, just kind of talk about some of these guys and some of their names. So um, I think the biggest name that's been kind of tossed around Colts nation is Logan Ryan, formerly with the Titans. Um, he is more of a slot corner, but he's still a very good corner in this league. He's kind of getting up there in age a little bit. Um, but, you know, he offers a lot of experience to this cornerback group. Um, you know, he's more of, like I mentioned, a slot corner. Um, so, but he's, you know, he's also had a little bit of experience playing outside as well for the Titans, but mainly he's a slot corner, which is kind of my hesitation. He's going to cost a decent amount. And he's not going to be an outside corner, most likely. And the Colts obviously have one of the best slot corners in the league. So, I mean, it's obviously it's, it's tempting, especially now with Marvel Talk coming out. But I think for me, Derek, I would almost lean away from signing a guy like Logan Ryan because you already have kind of your slot guy. If it was like Kenny Moore opting out, then absolutely I'd be on board for signing Logan Ryan. But I feel like for me, the money that he's going to command – versus like what he's going to actually give you and your your needs, I guess. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me because Logan Ryan's going to want to start. And I don't know necessarily if he has a chance to do that here in Indianapolis with Kenny Moore being the main guy in the slot, one of the best slot corners in the league. What are your thoughts on Logan Ryan potentially? Well, I mean, it is interesting that Logan Ryan is still not on a roster. It, it quite shocks me that you know, he's not at a roster at this moment in time. And like you said, he he's very understanding of who he is and what kind of player he is. I mean, a lot of people said that, you know, he is one of the better slot corners in football, really. Um, I, I think Logan Ryan has the potential that if he wanted to move to the outside, I think he could do that. Um, it just ultimately, like you said, again, it's going to come down to the the money situation. Um, are you willing to pay a pretty penny for a guy that's 29 years old? I mean, you just signed a 29 year old and Xavier Rhodes. So, I mean, what are you, what are you wanting to do necessarily with how, how he actually works in your system, how much he's going to cost you all of these things. So, I mean, Logan Ryan, I mean, we still got plenty of cap that we can make that work if we decided we need to. Um, I just think, like you said, because it wasn't such a tremendous loss with losing Marvell Tell and, and Milligan, I, I just think that it, it, you could afford to not want to spend big money on a guy like Logan Ryan. Not saying I'm not for him trying to get hit, paid for that, but I mean, if... Logan Ryan's going to be asking for over 10 million a year. I'm not, I'm not willing to pay that at least not right now. Yeah. And I mean, the Colts, if they love Isaiah Rogers as much as they do um, and, you know, you sign TJ Carey, you have decent depth at the corner position. I don't feel like, like obviously it'd be nice to get another guy in there, but I don't feel like it's absolutely pressing because you have some, you have some depth here. Like 
you still have four solid corners that you feel like you can rely on. And then you have Isaiah Rogers, who obviously the Colts really like, um, who could potentially, you know, get some a- action if, if called upon this season. Um, but, you know, that's, that's one name that's been the kind of the most hot topic name. Obviously there's some other names um, from guys who were previously on the Colts uh, like Brian body Calhoun. I mean, not really talked about he was with the Colts last season. Uh, you know, you even think of Lindsey Pipkins, if you remember that name from a couple of years ago, yeah. um, he, he played in that 2018 season, but he really didn't like play for the Colts very much. Um, he got cut after like one game. Um, see, it's not really a pretty list, honestly. There's just some other names, like I'll mention Ross Cockrell's another name that's kind of been tossed around there. More of a veteran presence at the corner position. Uh, the good news is with Cockrell, obviously we don't think he'll be your starter, but he can offer some quality depth in the slot and also in the outside. He's played a little bit both, uh, formerly with the Panthers last year. Um, uh, Pro Football Focus gave him a 68.1 rating, which it's not great, but it's not absolutely horrendous. So I think he could be a solid depth signing if you absolutely feel like you need one. Um, he's one name. Morris Claiborne's I know is another name. Um, that's kind of yeah. he's a veteran out there in the league. Um, last year he was with the Chiefs. Um, he didn't really yep. play a lot with the Chiefs last year, um, but he was good. He was not great. He was solid when he was with the Chiefs and when he he played with them. Um, I know obviously the Colts emphasized having their corners coming up and tackling and helping in the run department. He can offer that. Uh, so he, he could be another option. I'm curious, Derek, before I look at any of these other guys, um, what are your thoughts first on Ross Cockrell and then also on Morris Claiborne? Um, yeah, well, I mean, obviously you've got both of these guys. Uh, one is an age 30 and Claiborne, any other one, 29 and Cockrell. So again, Cockrell here with uh, six years of experience uh, playing with the uh, Panthers. So obviously been in a defensive oriented system from being in the Panthers and Claiborne. See Claiborne has really never lived up to his hype. That's what I, I, that's why I don't really like it with Claiborne to be that option because this guy was a first round pick. This guy was a number six overall pick in the 2012 draft. I mean, this guy has been around the league for a while. Uh, started out with, you know, the with the Jets, went to Kansas City. I mean, he's just never really asserted himself in that infrastructure because he's just he's just never quite put it all together. You know what I mean? I I, I would be okay with Claiborne because you know you could get him cheap and somebody that's been around for a while. But yeah. I would probably say if I'm gonna go with somebody that uh. I would rather have, I'd rather have Cockrell to be honest. Cause I mean, Cockrell's been in a much better or defensive oriented system. He's, uh, he's about a year younger. Uh, he might cost you about a million or two more if you're going to think about it that way. But I mean, again, he's never really been a big market guy either. So if I was going to go with either one of them, I'd probably go Cockrell to be honest. I think I would too. Um, I think he just kind of fits what you want to do. And I feel like with Morris Claiborne, I mean, he obviously started out with Dallas. I feel like he'd probably similar to Logan Ryan probably want to start somewhere um, where I feel like Cockrell maybe would be more okay with kind of that reserve type of role. Um, I know he didn't play a lot last year, but when you're that high of pedigree, I think you kind of expect that you're going to see some playing time. I just don't know how much he would play. 
uh, with this Colts team in 2020. Drake Patrick is one name that's on the market. Oh, yeah. uh, former Bengals corner. And I'm curious, Derek, on your thoughts. Yeah, like you said, another guy that really hasn't lived up to the hype of what he was in college. You know, he was a first-round guy, 17th overall in the 2012 draft. And again, one of those corners that was in the 2012 draft, same as Claiborne. I mean, he's been in the league for a while. He's never really been outstanding for anybody. I mean, he's been he's been average uh, when you talk about corner's sake. He's certainly, I mean, the only issue you have is, is that with, uh, you have to take into account uh, part of the contract that you're having to pay him. I mean, his previous contract was a five-year, $52.5 million contract that extends all the way into 2021. So somebody would have to pick up that last year of his contract plus the signing bonus, the dead contract signing bonus that he has right now, about $2.8 million. So um, it's another one of those, it's another one of those guys that, you know, if you, I don't, I would be okay with getting Kirkpatrick, to be honest. If we, I knew he was going to be okay with being in that kind of reserve role, but just knowing Kirkpatrick's uh, light, just the way, the way he plays and him being used to being the centerpiece of a corner position on that Bengals defense and kind of being involved with some of those defenses in Cincinnati that had some really bad uh, personality issues because he was one of them. I, I yeah. just, I don't know if he quite fits the mold of what the Colts are trying to get out of him. Yeah, I don't think so either. I would be, I probably would not like that signing. I just don't think he fits, you know, kind of what they're trying to build in personality and in integrity and all that stuff. I don't think he kind of fits that. I mean, he has talent, obviously, but I just don't think he fits kind of what the Colts do. I think if I had a choice out of any of these corners, I'd probably go with the guy that you decided on, Derek. I probably would go on Ross Cockrell because I feel like he's had no issues. Um, he's a solid corner. He's not great. He's a veteran in this league, so you can provide more leadership in the back end. He's not going to obviously probably play much, but he can offer you a lot, um, you know, just in special teams and, and you know, spot duty if needed. Um, obviously he's not going to be a part of your future plans at corner, but I feel like you can sign him for a one-year deal. He won't break the bank. Um, you can sign him for pretty cheap. I feel like, and he can kind of be a solid depth piece. If you even decide, we feel like we need to add to the corner depth. I mean, I would probably argue with Roland Milligan now, um, and Julian Blackman, obviously being on PUP potentially, um, I would argue safety is probably more of a need right now in, in terms of depth than corner is. Um, but those are just some names that we wanted to throw out to you guys. So uh, the Colts may decide that they're fine at corner. They feel okay with it, or they may decide to jump into the free agent pool. Maybe bring back a guy that's been with the team, like some of those guys we talked about, or maybe they decide to go look outwardly and, and add a little bit more talent um, right behind TJ Carey there for, for cornerback spot number five. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what the Colts do, how they handle this situation. Um, but honestly, I'm not too worried about it. Obviously, Marvell Tell was uh, the most significant loss. I mean, he offered, we felt like he was going to take a bigger role this year. But honestly, uh, if Marvell Tell's the biggest loss, I think you're going to be okay this season. Yeah, um, let's hope that it remains that way. We got a couple more hours into today to actually hope that nobody else decides to opt out. Right. It was kind of weird, like Marvell Tell decided to, because 
I mean, he hasn't really been injured with the Colts. I don't know if he was really injured at USC. I'm kind of no, curious. I just think he just, I, I guess he just decided not to play this year just because I don't, I don't remember if Reich ever said his reasoning as to why. I just think he no. just decided he didn't want to take the risk, I guess. Right, which I kind of got a little bit with like some of the other guys that opted out, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I understood uh, with Sky Moore because he's had a little bit of injury history with the Colts. Like, it made sense. Like, and he's probably not going to make the roster. It's it's probably a smart move on his part. But Marvell Tell was a little bit surprising to me. But um, well, I mean, the Bills are the Bills fans are breathing a sigh of relief right now over what was transpiring with Tredavious White. I forgot. I did. I must've missed that. What happened there? He decided he's not opting out. Mm. Yep. He decided he's not, he he decided I'm going to play either way, even though he went on a social media uh, tirade yelling at people that uh, they need to check themselves for uh, making it, seem like the end of the world that a guy like Tredavious White would think about his family instead of playing the game to entertain you. Basically, right. you know, the general argument we've been hearing about all this. I mean, look, yeah. I'm not going to sit here. I'm going to say that it sucks that Marvell Tell uh, is gone and that Sky right. Moore is gone and Roland Milligan is gone. Like, I don't want those guys to uh, to quit right now. I want them to stay on the roster. I want them to be there to help us win. But of course, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, they have the right to walk away and, you know, take their loan and make sure that they have money. And then, you know, they can come back next year if, you know, if everything starts to get back to a little bit more normalcy or things start to get into a little better direction then they come back and you know I could I could imagine Roland Milligan and Marvell Tell will most likely still make the roster yeah Marvell Tell for sure will Roland Milligan it'll be interesting to see what happens with him and his future with the Colts but I've always had this perspective Derek and I somebody posted something on social media um, I think they were commenting on something they said you know far be it from me to get mad at a player for opting out of a season and opting out of a sport that I watch for entertainment. Like, I think and yeah. that's kind of where I, where I stood, you know, even with Andrew Luck when he decided to hang it up. Obviously, yeah. it was unfortunate. But for me, I'm like, look, it's a game. There's more important things in life. I get that. And, like, I'm never going to judge a guy who puts his body on the line for my entertainment willingly um, if he decides he wants to take care of his body. Yeah. You know, I, I have no problem with that. I respect that decision. Ultimately, right. it sucks as a fan, but right. I get it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, we don't have to like it, but I mean, you have to respect the decision of the guy and just be like, all right, you know what, whatever, you know, we move on, you know, you they come back next year and then you just, you know, you forget all about it after that. But yeah, I mean, because, you know, it's it's unprecedented circumstances at these times and you know, and with everything that's going on, I mean, it's just pressurized. I'm again, I just one of those guys that, you know, if, as long as they're not bad mouthing people like for deciding to opt out or not, I'm talking about players perspective, just as long as, you know, if you're not doing that, then I don't, I don't really care if you decide you want to opt out because you want to stay safe and, you know, make sure your family's safe and whatever. I get it. I, I respect it. You have that personal decision if you want to. I mean, I, I, you're mm-hmm. right. Who am I to judge to for somebody to make a personal decision for them? I mean, I really don't get to. Right. And like, 
they're, they're putting their body on the line like all the time. Like I can't imagine the, the physical toll it takes on their body. Like, and so I'm just kind of oh, like, no. you know what? Like you can make that decision. I feel like you can make that decision. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where I stand. Fortunately for Colts fans and for the Colts this year, the Colts have a lot of depth. They added a lot of depth this off season. Yeah. So if something like this does happen, they have guys that can step in and fill that role. Obviously we talked about with TJ Carey and maybe Isaiah Rogers, they can both fill that role. So uh, obviously it's unfortunate, but the Colts have some options here. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on potentially adding a free agent corner. And also uh, if you think maybe the guys in house can step it up. Uh, So for Derek and myself, thank you guys for listening. And as always go Colts.